the next episode of The Spinsters Get Current. We're not going to lie. We're not great at watching new movies. (laughs) I'm still stuck in the 70s watching Italian horror. And Jess is all over the place with what she's watching. We're just, it's, we're not great at it. That's why we started this series of The Spinsters Get Current. So we can watch new films and kind of, well, be up to date. on at least on things that we as Canadians have access to you because I think that's a portion of what makes it kind of challenging for us is for not going to film festivals and we just don't have the access to it we're just not able to really watch it that's I know for sure that's one of the things for me thankfully Shutter is putting out more new releases which we both have a subscription to so that's definitely helpful but usually we're a year or two or three or four behind <laughs> things that have come out but we do try to see things that we either are really pumped about we're really interested in seeing or the horror community won't shut up about. So then we try our best to to see these things. Also, because our listeners, you folks at home, you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on it. So yes, like I said, we're trying to remedy this to do more of these minisodes of watching current films. So you're going to find out whether we love them, hate them, or both. So be warned, there are spoilers ahead for the chosen film today, Seance, from 2021, written and directed by Simon Barrett. Camille Meadows. It's fortunate that a space has opened up for you here at Edelwein. Our climate can be quite competitive. This is our table. Scram. No, I'm good here. (laughs) That light keeps flickering. It must be the ghost again. Some girl supposedly killed herself in the dorms years ago. I'm not sure I believe it. What if I told you there's a way we can find out? So you're gonna do a seance? Spiritus Oratio Nostra. Oporte Laquantur Intervos. I have tragic news. One of your classmates passed away tonight. I really think we need to tell someone what's going on. What, that we conjured a ghost and now it's killing us? If anything scares you, hit it in the skull. If someone dies in a bad way, the energy imprints on the surroundings. And if you're sensitive, you can pick up on it. Rise up to us. Edelvine ghosts rise up to us. I hope you don't make me regret our decision to enroll you. And so the synopsis for this film is that at a prestigious Fairfield Academy, an elite boarding school for girls, six friends jokingly engage in a late night ritual calling forth the spirit of a dead former student who reportedly haunts their halls. Before morning, one of the girls is dead, leaving the others wondering what may have they awakened. Mm. So, so quit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. seance. So right away, you're just like, oh, my God, this is going to be a scary film, right? Seance. Because seances are scary for me. 
Kelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I may yeah. to differ. But some quick fun facts about this film. Mixed reviews when it came out. There's both positive and negative. And this is the first directorial debut of Simon Barrett. We also, we've always known him as a writer. And I know Kelly is like, I love Simon Barrett. So she's got some great, great facts about him as well. Not necessarily facts, but if folks are unfamiliar with Simon Barrett's work, yes, this is his directorial debut, which I'm really excited for him. And I was really pumped to check this one out because one, it was accessible on Shutter, and I love Simon Barrett and his work. So he wrote A Horrible Way to Die, You're Next, which I love. And he wrote segments in VHS and VHS 2. He was also one of the people involved with VHS 94, which Jess and I also watched as a new release and both loved. Mm-hmm, Our- mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Temple, The New Blair Witch, and folks, The Guest. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that I am obsessed with, absolutely yeah. obsessed with. It's actually just one of my favorite movies. So the dream team is Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett together. He wrote, Wingard directed, You're Next, The Guest, and A Horrible Way to Die. So I was super excited about this. And apparently Simon Barrett is involved with the American remake of I Saw the Devil, which I'm definitely weary of a remake of that incredible Korean film. But with him writing it, it makes me feel a little bit better about it, I will likely check it out either out of morbid curiosity or just because I like Simon Barrett. That is fair. (laughs) That is totally fair. (laughs) So before we get into our thoughts and feelings about this film, um, I just have some like fun facts about seances because I think seances are really cool. And seances come from the French word session or in English it came to mean people gathering and receiving messages from the spirit world, either led by a spirit medium or not. And it was really popular in the 19th uh, century, especially among like uh, spiritualism and spiritualists. Like we talked about this a lot before in our ghost episode back in the day, as like episode eight or nine or ten. I don't know. Yeah, there's various ways you can do uh, seances. There can, they can be religious. They have like stage mediumship, where you actually have someone on a stage who performs a seance for people. Leader assisted, so sitting around um, in small groups a semi-dark room with a medium leading you as well as or more informal ones like pulling out a Ouija board and using and using like pendulums and stuff like that so there's supposed to be a means of a way of contacting uh, spirits contacting the dead and crazy things could happen Kelly and I have been to a couple uh, seances over the last couple years and I've always been freaked out and seen some crazy stuff happen and Kelly has challenged her own skepticism but has also become a little I guess more less afraid of them (laughs) definitely less afraid and I'm going to one tonight and I can't can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, when I walked into watching this film, I was excited because I'm like, oh, seance. It's going to be like a seance movie. It's got to be scary. I need a, I need a s- scary seance film. And unfortunately, this was not the case. <laughs> mm. So... Which, to me, but, like, I don't know that much about seances, but what they do in this film, either in the beginning or when they makeshift that spirit board, was would the, either one of those things be considered a seance, technically? Uh, yeah, well, technically, okay. the Great. last... Not the beginning one. Like, the beginning yeah. one was, like, kind More of, like... Bloody Mary thing. Bloody Mary yeah. type thing. What we do as, like, teenagers, you know, doing the ghost, yeah. uh, like, what you did on the past weekend as well, too. You know, speaking <laughs> of me, you're yeah. trying to conjure something. But yeah. what they did in the, in the library with the makeshift spirit board yeah. was like a, was a seance however gotcha. 
she was using a cell phone and I'm like that's an electronic device so already this is a sham because electronic <laughs> devices you know all electromagnetic stuff and stuff like that is supposed to impact so you don't yeah. mess with that so anyway yeah right right I was worried I was like is this even technically a seance did they already fuck up <laughs> they, well I was making notes I'm like mm, yeah. technically wrong technically wrong yeah but this yeah. is right yeah. this is right yeah. right yeah but overall pretty on point okay yeah minus yeah. the fact that spoiler like we said there's gonna be spoilers and there was magnets and it wasn't real yeah. but that's fine great I'm glad that that was so let's talk about the movie overall yeah I know you have some likes and dislikes I enjoyed the premise overall it does have that like classic prank gone wrong type thing yeah. but then the supernatural element is there so that's fine it's also teen girl horror I like that I'm very drawn to teen girl horror high school horror so already like that my interest was peaked going into it mm, okay mm-hmm. yeah how about you um well for me it was the imagery was lovely in this film like I mm. loved the idea that they were all in a old like classic boarding school and like you yeah. said young girls getting together scaring each other with like you know ghost stories in this old boarding school um because you have so much opportunity with so much really cool imagery and that's also kind of why I really like the black coat's daughter a lot it's because mm-hmm. of that same kind of premise that yeah. one does it really well I'm getting scared for me but yeah. this one it didn't do that I'm like and I felt like there was an opportunity missed in mm. using the, that building so much right. more underutilized the yeah, the environment yeah. yeah I can see that absolutely so for me initially I thought that honestly the premise in the film was quite generic not hugely unique you know there's a this masked killer stalking young women it's like this murder mystery whodunit type thing but mm. I agree it looked really nice really well produced it was really well creative uh, I love the score the score was great it yes. went from like nice instrumental kind of like older which would suit the aesthetics and the atmosphere atmosphere of an old boarding school but then it mm-hmm. had some like synthy kind of stuff as well yeah. which was very Simon Barrett I'm going to yes. say <laughs> yeah. so I enjoyed that so it's like the hip blending with like the old together so yeah I was into that not at all was I ever scared except for one part that made me jump out of my skin. So objectively, I would objectively and subjectively, I don't think this is a scary film. I wouldn't think yeah. any I wouldn't say anybody going into this should expect to be spooked at any point. But there is one jump scare that for whatever reason, I did not see coming coming. <laughs> and I literally jumped out of my skin and spilled my tea. And I was like, oh, my God, what was that? Well done. Which one was it? It was when uh, our main girl, sorry, Camille just reaches over to like grab something off of the side table and the hand comes up. Everything oh, just happened okay. very quickly, yeah. and I was just, like, just not prepared, and I just about... Okay, yeah. Yes. No, that was something that I, like, <laughs> had this similar thing. Like, it is not scary. Like, in the beginning, I'm like, there were a good couple of good scares. I was like, ooh, that was good. But then over time, I started predicting what the next yeah. one was going to be. I'm like, okay, yeah. you've overused it. You've overused it. And then, like, uh, the final scene of uh, the, the ghost, I'm like, it looked so bad. I'm like, when he's when yeah. Car- when Camille looks up and sees Carrie in the window, I'm just like, oh, those are really bad graphics right there. Like, would have been better not to have seen the ghost. Seen Maybe that. just have her, yeah. like, look at the window and we just know that that's like the curtain moves or something yeah 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 just something more subtle yeah Yeah. so like I agree with you that the the premise was very generic especially because like I first like I was going into it I'm like okay like this is this is genuinely okay cool like I got a ghost and like yeah that's very classic you know girl coming back getting revenge or something like that but then when it turned into um this typical stalker slasher with someone with a mask and killing off people I was just like and here we go (laughs) like but it actually 
actually blends the slasher with the supernatural because mm. at the end it's like, yeah, there is a ghost, but that's not the one killing people. And I'm the like, ghost was a helpful ghost. The yeah. ghost was a, it was helping them. That was yeah. like they're her best friend trying to help her. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. what bothered me. And then, because, of course, too, the killers are very generic, too. Like, mm-hmm. our prote- like our guy Trevor was um, really just, like, a psychopath and just wants yeah. to, and he's clearly, like, white misogynistic. And then Bethany, who's the, the, the second killer, was the one who's, like, behind it all. She was just generic as well. Like, yeah. I'm just killing people to get up in life. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. lame. <laughs> so, over, like, yeah, I'd say initially, I think I thought going... As I'm watching it, really like the first two thirds, because it's the last half, the last bit of the movie is in my mind quite different. Yes. Um, And I know a lot of people, I've heard rumblings of people saying that same thing. So let's get into the characters. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was very fine. I like the girls overall, but I wanted more. Like I wanted more from the girls. Bigger personalities. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be campier. Maybe like mean girls, but spooky. Like the the girls were fucking, they were mean. They were throwing punches. Like Alice was such a bitch, I'm going to say. Oh my God, yeah. Which I enjoyed so, (laughs) so much. But I wanted more. I wanted more from my girls. If it's going to be a tag team of these high school girls, give me more personality. Though I did really like Helena. She was very relatable and very adorable and sweet and likable. I agree with you that to me, I remember writing a note being like flat. Everyone just feels flat to me. Even like Camille and her mysterious background. And I was like, okay, like point for, you know, Simon Barrett there. He's keeping with his um, trope of mysterious individual has these abilities and can use a lot of weapons. Because I kept asking myself, like, why does Camille have all these weapons? Who is Camille? What is her story? Mm -hmm. But then at Mm -hmm. the same time, too, though, with all the other girls and you have a diverse cast of characters a lot of queer characters as well but like yeah Alice why was she so angry all the time what was her (laughs) issue and at one point like Yvonne's like we can't bother Alice she was sleeping I'm like why is she going to do something? Is she like, is there something wrong if you wake her up or something yeah. at this time? Of night? So like, so she's I just a bitch. She's just a bitch. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. But like at points I felt really uncomfortable with like some of like how mean they were. I was just like, hmm, like no one's likable to me right now. Like mm-hmm. except for Helena. Yeah. Because she was just so sweet and just trying to be nice. But also like I related to her because she talks about when she was friends with Carrie and how like they were really close. And then Carrie got on with his, you know, other group of girls and then they're no longer friends. I'm like, okay, I understand that. I got, I went through that as well. Like when Mm -hmm. you were close to someone and then they move on to other groups of friends and they're all cliquey and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. And then, yeah, Yeah. like Helena was the only really character I really could relate to and enjoy. Yeah, we kind of just got more from her, but yeah, everybody Mm -hmm. flat is a really good, a lot of beigeness going on with a lot of our (laughs) characters, unfortunately. I mean, I kind of like, like you kind of see them because they're kind of this opposing force like Camille and Helena and then the other group of girls. But as things start to happen, folks start to Mm -hmm. die or you think they're dead. It kind of starts bringing them together and they kind of start working together and put their differences aside, which I wish there was more of that too, like more of that bonding, the trauma bonding bonding essentially yeah, of their yeah. friends disappearing and dying and like terrible things being seen um so i just wish there's a little bit more i think that that was also a bit underutilized a p- potential for wonderful sisterhood and bonding and stuff like that mm-hmm. to see suki waterhouse is the woman who plays camille and i was like she yeah. looks so familiar to me yes yeah, so i had yeah, to yeah. imdb her and she was in the bad ba- 
watch an assassination nation. Yes, yes. yes. But she was so subdued as a character. But then I was like, it makes sense once you get to the ending, but it's hard for that to be rewarding. I could see people not liking that because she's just very subdued, but she kind of has to be, minus her throwing her own punches around because she's not going (laughs) to take anybody's shit, which I totally get. Yeah. And I understand, but she's just, because she's there for a mission. She has something she has to do. So she's not there to like really be involved in all of this. She's just here for her job and thing that, the goal that she wants to accomplish. So I get that. But she also Mm. was still very just like muddled. Well, that's what I mean. Like we had this mysterious, this character with this, clearly this mysterious past, right? Mm -hmm. Like even Helen's like, why do you have weapons? And I remember like (laughs) writing at points like, where did she get these this knife where did yep. she know how to do this and, that, and so yeah. I'm like is she you know so I'm like okay so similar type of character to as like Aaron in your next and mm-hmm. I'm gonna blank on the guest why can't I remember his name uh, Dan Stevens character because I just I know it's David just Dan Stevens. David so David you know they all had these like mysterious backgrounds and they all had but like you get more information to understand why they're doing what they're doing but you don't really find that out about Camille until the very end she's just like I just came to like like to find out why my friend actually killed herself and like repay a favor to her but even then though she's like I need to change my name I need to go and I'm like who are you like why yeah. was she so important and what was your past and why you're here and now you're just gonna leave and then maybe someday see Helena again and also mm-hmm. you're in a, you, you have feelings for each other I was that was like really nice at the end like when they kissed and everybody like okay cool but I, I didn't expect it because I'm like I was not seeing this type of relationship coming mm. out of this between these two women yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, I was totally fine to see that at the very end. Mm. I thought that was lovely. And I thought that that might happen when they were laying in bed together. But I was also yeah. really just hoping for a platonic relationship where they could just show women just being friends and being mm, close. Yeah. And yes, you can hold hands. Like, terrible stuff's happening to these young girls right now. So yes, let's be let's hold ourselves for comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was really hoping that that was what it is because we need more of that yeah. as well, I think just those types of relationship and platonic love and platonic Ah, snuggling and you know those types of things and like physical comfort and stuff like that though I was totally fine with that but I mean I could have gone either way so I'm I'm not upset but it was kind of just like oh and now you're kissing okay I didn't get that vibe from Helena I didn't get it from either one of them but I'm also you know I probably would miss that anyways but yeah like there were I noticed a couple signs and that's Mm -hmm. why I had the same kind of thought as well I was like oh oh is there something developing between these two and then I started and then and then all of a sudden they kissed at the end I was like okay so I was right there was going to be this queer relationship because I picked up on a lot of the queer characters throughout throughout the film but like you said it was so subtle and just non- unexpected and then also like you said it, it goes to this um, binary that like women can only fuck each other or hate each other they can't mm. be friends with each other they can't actually yeah. care for one another just as friends and be close and platonic it has to be either kind of like the, you know that whole idea that men can't compartmentalize like you know it was like almost yep. the same thing for like queer women and I was just like what yeah. you know and I'm saying this as a queer woman like yeah. it's like as much as I love seeing more and more queer representation in films at the same time too though I want it to be done well and done in a way yeah. that it feels more genuine where it doesn't feel like it's kind of just been slipped in there so yeah so it could have gone either way it just yeah it was kind yeah. of just I, it was just a yeah it was kind of surprising at the end do we want to talk about the ending anything else you know I think this uh yeah anything else about the generalized film film you want to to mention any kind of dislikes that we probably maybe haven't hit on until we get to the end yeah one of my dislikes was some of the comedy kind of felt mm. too much at times like 
it was it was nice, but I guess because I wanted a scarier film, and mm, I just they right. felt that there was like too many of these comedic elements that just kind of took away from that. Gotcha. And so going, so now I now I know what type of film it is. Like going, yeah. I, if I were to go into it again, I'd be like, okay, this is what I'm expecting, and this is what I will get from this type of film. Like you said, yeah. it reminded me more of that slasher slash high school revenge, like almost like. A Fear Street novel, but like different in like almost like the college series that came out because there was a bunch of Fear Street college series ones mm-hmm. where it's like you have a ghost or a person getting revenge because of something. So I was like, oh, that reminds yeah. me. I can go with that. I enjoy that as well for what it was. Right. But I did not expect it for when I was walking into. Right. That's fair. I find Barrett to be very cheeky in his sense of humor. So I really <laughs> yeah. liked that. And I mm. I recognized it immediately. Um, he also likes graphic violence. And so everything was quite, again, subdued until you do get to the final act, really, of this movie. And then I was just like, oh, yes, please. Camille channeling some Aaron from your next, maybe some Micah Monroe from The Guest. Yes, yep. You know, there's just awesome. So the ending to me is very Simon Barrett. The rest of it felt not. I was reading that he's been trying to get this movie made for a good number of years around the time that he had written The Guest, which I think came out in 2014. So it's been around for a while. Just nobody was picking it up for him. So for me, the last 20 minutes of this movie is my favorite because it's very Simon Barrett. It's very action-packed, great choreographed violence, very <laughs> bloody, very brutal. But I feel like leading up to it, it's just like kind of weak and doesn't know what kind of film it wants to be, which I think we're yeah. kind of getting to like supernatural, blending supernatural with the slasher, which you can have. But I just don't know if it was successfully executed that portion of it. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that, and that's how I felt about the ending as well, was that all those really violent scenes, like they just, they kind of came out of nowhere for me, because like, yeah. you the rest of it is it not a violent movie. No. Yeah, it wasn't building up, and then all of a sudden you have these two psychopaths in this, in this form of Bethany and Trevor, and they are just like really crazy murderers, and even yeah. then, like Camille, having her abilities to know what she can do, and that's why I'm like, okay, I'm getting very, like I said, David and Aaron vibes, because, you know, that whole slashing the neck with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the light fixture and just like yes. or like at the end with like Trevor like the way she sets him up to be like yep decapitation I was like wow well done <laughs> I'm clapping I was like I know what she's setting up and I can't wait to watch it happen which I love too I wanted Trevor dead right away too because I was just like oh because like when that whole like story character was de- yeah. was developing was like with her and Trevor and I was like I really hope there's no type of relationship thing coming out I was like oh okay he just ends up being some kind of psychopath who's killed people since he was 12 cool 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 yeah. cool yeah <laughs> great cool <laughs> but yeah there was just yeah like to me there was just moments of kind of like what the fuck or I like that or that was really lame Mm, this is mm-hmm. all like, kind of like felt convoluted but at the same time too though I remember thinking walking away from this film being like it's not a terrible terrible film mm-hmm. but it's not for me and I kind of yeah. had this feeling of this is more of a film for younger women like young girls like mm. you know like mm-hmm. uh, like the time that we grew up yeah and like we had like the craft and we had like I know what you did last summer you know like people look at those films I'm like those aren't great films but like yeah oh my god they were so amazing we love them like because we were those those teenagers of time just wanted yeah. that in those films so I feel like a film like this the Black Christmas remake and even from 2019 and then um or not 2018 2018 and then there's um 
the craft sequel, even though I have my own Legacy, feelings around yep. that. Legacy. Yep. That it's like for younger for younger folks, yep. a different generation. Yeah, and that's fair. And yeah, you know, I'd love to hear some younger people's opinions on this movie. And you're right, minus how pretty brutal the ending is. But yeah. you know, teenagers these days, I'm sure would be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wish that some of the story wasn't. T- oh yeah. Okay. This was kind of a gripe for me at the end. I wish okay. that there wasn't that there wasn't so much of the story just told to us through the dialogue and uh, left yes and some of it like just being left unsaid to helena and left for us as viewers to understand the full story let helena be a little bit lost with what's going on because now we have to stand there and this like wait for her camille to explain it all to her and i was like oh i don't need this because i am yeah. a viewer and i know what's going on because i've just watched it so even though that doesn't take a long time per se it just feels like forever because I'm the viewer and I already know all of this. I don't need it regurgitated back, but I know Helena doesn't know it, but I don't, I think just think for the sake of filmmaking, that that yeah. wasn't a great call. I didn't need to know everything. I know that Carrie was her best friend and she died. She came to find out what it was. Oh, it's because she was killed. Okay. Or like what was going on? Like I get now it's turned into a revenge film, which I'm into two thumbs up for revenge because I love revenge, but I didn't need it all set over to me again, if that makes sense. Did you notice that? I noticed that too. And I think that would have been like a better scene if like she had just left and like left a letter for Helena and like Helena reads a letter. And then we're like, okay, as the audience, we know what she's explaining everything to Helena. And that's, oh yeah, that's that's something. Yep. That would have been something. But I agree with you that Tara too. And also like it's a revenge film. But really, is it? Because, like, she doesn't... She went suspecting that something happened to her friend. Like, her, yeah. she was like, I'm not a... Like, my friend would never kill herself. But what happens if that was the case? What happens if her friend did kill herself because of something else, right? Mm. The reason why she's there just didn't really hold up to, for me. I was mm. like, because mm-hmm. at one point, the way she said it... Like, I, I remember, like, trying to think, like, so many times, like, why could Camilla be there? And at one point, I believe that she was there because she was an old, old friend of the first girl who got killed. Right, the, yeah. You know, by yeah. the 12-year-old. And so when too. she makes yeah. so when she makes a comment to Trevor being like, I'm here to repay a debt, I'm like, oh shit, she's like freaking 30-something and is here to re- uh, avenge her friend from like years ago and she was actually hunting down Trevor. But then she's like, no, it was for uh, Carrie. And I was like, Carrie just died a week ago. I'm confused. <laughs> like, how could you suspect that someone actually tried to murder her, right? It was like a month later, but A yes. month later, sorry. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it, it but just still felt very short. Too, felt very short. So just, that just didn't hold up for me in terms mm-hmm. of a revenge tale. Still great bloody revenge at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so great. A little interview point that I read about Simon Barrett. This is because I thought it was kind of on point. So Simon Barrett said this on writing. and st- Instead... What I do is write my ending first, then I create a bunch of space on my document. That way I can see where what I'm working towards. I believe the ending is the most important part of the movie. A mediocre film can be saved with a good ending. What do you think about that? Okay. I uh, Especially when it comes to this movie. <laughs> I was going to say, like, to this movie, I was like, okay, like, that's probably where I had, like, my conflicting feelings about it at the end, because... The ending for is a movie for me. I'm like, yes, yeah. I want the, I want that, you know, end type of ending. Like you said, the last 20 minutes. But then the all the first hour and the bit that I had to sit through, I'd be like, this is for teenage girls. This is not for me. I'm not interested. I after mm-hmm. you know after I started to realize what was going on. So ah, 
does the ending of this film save it? Uh, it's a start, I would have to say. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I wish there was yeah. like a little more revision that had happened around the film. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like, I yeah. that makes sense. Like the ending of The Guest is so great. The ending of uh, Your Next is so great. The ending of The Blair Witch... Uh, kind of. I was. I remember when I watched the Blair Witch. I was angry that I saw her, and I was like, I would, did not want to see her. I never want to see the Blair Witch. That's what mm-hmm, makes her scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an interesting, interesting, interesting way to write a film. I agree that I think that an average film can be saved by a good ending, but it's it's more of that. It's more rewarding once you watch it a second time. Okay. Because yeah. as you're watching something like this movie, I would go into seance in, with a completely different mindset. Yeah. And enjoy it, I'm sure, a hell of a lot more than I did when I'm watching it for the very first time. Because you're right, there's an hour, an entire hour, like 60 minutes of my time watching this movie where it's a little muddled, a little bit a little flat, little things here and there that I enjoy, but then it punches me at the end and I love a good punch. But going back into it a second time and I will rewatch this, I'm sure I'll like it a lot better. But Mm -hmm. on an initial watch, if you're watching an average film and then you get to the end and you're like, oh, a lot of things make sense now. Oh, okay. It's just, it's hard to kind of like go back. You know what I mean? To, with how you're feeling as you're watching a movie to to kind of wrap your mind up at it at the end. So I would love to re, I'm going to rewatch it and I'm sure I will like it a hell of a lot more second time around. And that happens for films with me if I'm just like, eh, and then I rewatch, I'm like, oh yeah, no, no. Now that I kind of like get the whole picture and what's happening and the ending and everything, you know, because sometimes it's not the journey, it's the destination. I get that, (laughs) you know, but sometimes, you know, knowing the destination makes it worthwhile. But if you don't know the destination, the journey is a little meh there. That's my analogy. (laughs) That, I I like that analogy a lot because I have had that experience as well. And I will say that more recently with like Scream 4, like I remember when I first saw that one, I'm like, meh, I don't care much for this film, whatever. And then when watching it again on a rewatch knowing how it ends I'm like oh this is so good like yeah right so yeah yeah. you almost wonder like yeah I would definitely give this one and even in my own mind I said I would give this this film I even thought I'm like I would show this film to my nieces when they get older right this was kind of a fun film this would be a fun film for them at like a late night sleepover type thing and then feel like a little more grown up when they get to the end yeah they'd be like ah yeah yeah totally (laughs) totally add that to the list of showing nieces yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, So final verdict, Jess? So my final verdict for this film is like I walked away feeling entertained but also a bit disappointed because of what I was expecting Mm -hmm. or hoping for when I walked into it knowing what Simon Barrett has done, enjoying all of his other work. But like I said, at the same time, too, though, when I think about the audience, it changes my perspective. And I'm just like, okay, not every film is going to be for me. Mm -hmm. Not every horror film has to be for me in my generation that is coming out now. There is a whole slew of other young horror fans coming out, and they need to have films like this to really, like, gear their love into the genre. So when I change my perspective on that, I'm like, you know what? This is a decent film that I would recommend to younger horror fans just to start them out on that journey. And then, like you said... I would rewatch this film again, knowing what I know and maybe looking at it in a different way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my final verdict, I'm starting to realize that not all films are for me and that's okay. 
Right. That doesn't mean they're a bad film. It just means that I have to view it in a different light. So would you recommend our listeners watch this? I would recommend it if you're looking for a good time. Don't go in looking to be scared because you're not going to get scared. There you go. For me, I personally thought it was a very fine movie, but I loved the ending. Does it make up for the whole movie? Almost. And I kind of explained, you know, rewatching or whatever. But I would watch this again. Absolutely. If you're a fan of Simon Barrett's work, then I would recommend it, but if you don't care about him, then you probably could just leave this alone and never watch it. I think that would be fine. But if you want an introduction to what Simon Barrett can write and do, then watch The Guest instead. Mrs. Peterson? Yes? Can I um, help you? My name is David. Mrs. Peterson, I, uh, I knew your son, Caleb. <laughs> that is a very true statement. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but if you watch this movie as your introduction to Simon Barrett, you'll be like, ah, I'm intrigued. But you might feel a little lackluster. Like you might not be as intrigued. So watch the guest first and then watch everything else because he is excellent. I can say that from a fan perspective. Objectively, I've seen everything. So and enjoyed everything and almost loved everything. So there's that. This is the Simon Barrett episode actually <laughs> and I was gonna say I'm like I've actually seen quite a bit of Simon Barrett's work now as well too just because of you and be yeah. like you should watch this one you should watch this one and I'm like okay I I objectively enjoy what he's doing and what he and I look forward to seeing more of what comes out as Me especially too. like this was his directorial debut we all start somewhere so he's got he's getting his feet wet and so yeah. let's just you know keep going and with Absolutely. what he's doing I'm very excited exactly. for him I like him I've listened to interviews read them I I like him as a person so I am excited for him and seeing what else he does with his life. So cool. Simon Barrett, number one fan. So that ends our episode on the Spencers Get Current on Seance from 2021. What do you folks think? Definitely now that we've recorded this and once it's out, please let's actually start talking about it because you now know our thoughts and feelings. I'm not sure what we're going to do next time, but we will probably see you in 2022 with a brand new episode of the Spencers Get Hurt. Yeah, so if you're listening to this for the first time, you know, check us out on all of our social medias. Just look up uh, Spencers of Horror. We're also on Letterboxd and YouTube. And until then, guys, have a great day. Bye. Bye.